UK podcast. I am Catherine Fry. Joining me as always are John Leng of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want good insight plus a really good laugh, do get onto Facebook and like that page. And Leakies of System Bet. Um, how are you, gents? Wonderful. <laughs> okay. If I, if I was any happier, I'd burst. <laughs> Right, so a bumper weekend coming up. We're going to take um, an in-depth look at Doncaster and a very quick look at the action across the Irish Sea. Of course, Irish Irish Champions Weekend coming up over there. We're going to, um, first of all, take a quick look at some questions that were posted on Facebook. John Joe put out on his uh, page that anybody have anything to ask the panel. Um, and we'll, we'll, we're just going to go through a few of them. Some of them I can't really say on air, but we'll, 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 we'll have a look at the more polite ones. So a question here for, uh, from Nick Davis. Should they stick a claimer on Sir Busker and go to the Cambridgeshire? Would there be a possibility of you two doing a YouTube sort of Saturday kitchen with tips and a dish of the day? And have you ever been to Stoke? Gents, I'll leave that one to you. Um, <laughs> yes, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm quite give Sir Busker the chance with a clamour on in the Cambridgeshire. No, because when I cook, I cook alone. And uh, no, to the last one as well. Um, uh, Lee, anything to add to that? Um, well, the the Cambridge. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I usually I'm, I'm usually hung over the night before there, so I forget who's bothered who rides in the Cambridge. And no one's bothered. Not this moment in time, anyway. You know, I mean, sorry, Nick, but you know, it's just who cares? Saturday kitchen. John Joe's a brilliant cook. I'm not, so I just let him do it. Um, and have I ever been to Stoke? Yes, and never again. Unfortunately, yeah. Never again. <laughs> never again. Yeah. yeah um, probably. I'd probably say. <coughs> Yes, no to that as well. Um, any okay? Couple of questions from Tim Devine. An updated list of John Joe's favourite commentators would be good. Mm. Um, so you can share them here. You can share them on Twitter. John Joe, I'll, I'll let you get on with that one. Um, I might actually update the blog at some point and uh, okay. revisit the, the time form style ratings that I, I gave them on the Betfair forum once. <laughs> Um, you can go into a little bit more detail on a blog uh, with the things that annoy you the most. Yes. So Hoyle's looking at the ones that he wants to lay in running and talking <laughs> with his commentaries. Um, just things like that, you know. Okay, we'll look forward to that. And um, <laughs> could you provide us with a top three trainers to follow and to avoid, please? Hmm. Is is this for John or for me? It's for for either of you or both of you, whoever um, whoever wants to answer. Top three trainers to follow and avoid. Um, oh, it's, it's a tricky one, really. My advice would be is simply to keep checking on how a particular yard is doing on a year. For example, a yard could have a great year, and then all of a sudden the feed goes bad, or the you know whatever you know the, the, yeah. the personal problems whatever and and it's they're all human beings at the end of the day so I, I think I think that's more or less the best advice trainers 
are hot and cold, and as as we've seen, yeah. um, you know, and they have purple patches and then sort of lose the the. I suppose it's like sports people, you know, you're motivated to get to the top once you get to where you want to be. Does do, do you take your eye off the ball a bit? I think some are guilty of that, especially yeah. when they go in, especially when they go in the pub, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so yeah, so I, I would, my advice would be on trainers um, would be to uh, just 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 the current status quo um, with things like that. Jockeys possibly slightly different, um, um, you know, in terms of trainers. An overrated jockey, I would say, would be somebody like Luke Morris, um, yeah. who's absolutely dreadful on the stats, awful, not point seven seven actual over expected uh, which for somebody of his profile is pathetic uh, obviously his riding style is atrocious uh, all over the place you know i mean basically you know if you're in a bathtub you, you throw your washing in you know i mean it, <laughs> it, 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 it literally is awful um so yeah. Yeah. okay um yeah. john anything to add um i think what lee was saying i mean current form is all really i mean I love that RTF in the racing course. I always check seeing which trainers horses are running to form. Um, I have noticed this year that Tim Easterby's horses have just more or less been in permanent mm. form all year. Um, I think he's having a blinding season. Um, and I think he's, he's got the pedigree now to, to step up and become a a legendary northern trainer in the the, uh, the world of like, the likes of his father and Captain Elsie and people like that that actually won ledgers and things. You know, I mean, I know he's already won one ledger, but I think he can take the next step up now, couldn't him? Because I, I think he's uh, he's a very solid performer. Now. Okay. All right, I'm just going to go with one more question. Uh, why do places like Newmarket and Chelmsford have such big pace bias when the configurations of the tracks isn't as obvious for, as others for favouring front and prominent runners? That's from um, Facebook. Yeah, very very good question that from Will Hurt. Um, I can answer that pretty well, actually. Um, most straight courses, uh, particularly Newmarket, etc., play... Uh, uh, um, Play a tune to the wind. So basically, if the winds if the winds behind, uh, or the winds again if the winds against in the faces, very very difficult to make all. And the the problem is obviously in in the UK we have mainly westerly winds. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, if you get in a westerly, courses that are facing the headwind westerly are, for example, Doncaster, which we're covering. You know, Doncaster is sort of going towards. Um, Sort of, a, it's not an exact westerly direction, but it's 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 kind of in in that in that way out. So obviously, Doncaster's not very good from the front, and because mostly it blows from the west. Uh, Newmarket, um, when the wind blows behind, there's there's nothing to stop them uh, getting into the rhythm. Chelmsford, uh, that tends to play to the front end when they've they've not had racing for a while. I.e., the tracks just not. It's probably uh, the kickback's quite bad. Um, and so the track then rises to the front end. You'll find after a while, and you've had weather elements on it and the track's been properly looked after, then it will probably calm down a bit and the bias will be lesser, uh, as has been proven in the past. So so I would look for straight tracks and, and make sure you study the wind. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Anything to add to that, John? No, I think that's really comprehensive, actually. Uh, yeah, as well along with all of that. Okay, brilliant. Well, let's start um, looking at the uh, big meeting at Doncaster. Of course, the pinnacle is the St. Ledger on Saturday. We've got four days to look at, starting with tomorrow. Um, guys, I'll start with the Scarborough Stakes at um, 210. Listed race over five furlongs. Favourites at the moment are Mosgill and Dakota Gold. Um, go for it. Where do you want to start? Well, Dakota Gold got beat the other day, didn't he? Um, I think he ran into one. Um, I, I tend to think Dakota Gold's probably back to his best. These last his last two runs have probably been him all in. Uh, I think this track probably doesn't suit his running style as as much as the likes of Ripman, where he's uh, he's won recently. Um, I think Ten Stone Toes probably maybe just enough to stop him here. Um, I think it's interesting that there's a couple of two-year-olds in in the race actually. Um, and, I'd favour Athlete Express out of those, I think. Um, but uh, it, it, it's not a race I particularly want to bet in. Okay. No problem. Um, Lee, do you have a selection in yeah, that? Um, just cover it off briefly. I, I felt the uh, Mosgill comes in as a, as a really natural upward curve progressive mm-hmm. four-year-old in that everything he's doing is just getting better and better. Um, I think he's the right favourite. I'm not going to tip him up as, a, as, as any kind of value, but I yeah. do think that they've got the right head of the market. Um, I agree with John about Dakota Gold. I don't, I don't particularly think Doncaster's track. He's run here before, and he's never, he's never at the heights he has elsewhere. Um, I thought the two-year-olds were interesting. The £22 weight for age allowance is, is rather lumpy, but Acclam Express still has it to do on my numbers to get involved. So I am surprised they're running here and not the Flying Childers. Right, okay. So um, not a betting race for you, but the, the, if push for selection, you'd go for the favourites. I would go for, yeah, but like I say, it's pretty obvious, so yeah. it's enough. Okay, no problem at all. So we move on to the uh, the Scepter, also a Group 3 event for Phillies, over seven furlongs, and uh, Jubiloso, the favourite here. Um, Lee, I'll go to you first. Where would you like to start? Okie dokie. Yeah, um, Jubiloso it's a, it's a, uh, been a, a class class act really, and would probably beat these comfortably um, if 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 she was sort of hundred percent right. I don't have that information, so if she was mentally sound, I think was a... right. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. she's a equine Rachel Riley, isn't she? Really? <laughs> yeah. So from. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so like, I got I got a fancy in here. Just again, it's more for sport, really. Um, I found it interesting. Uh, Martin Mead Liz, uh, trained Lisbeth. Um, okay. I thought interestingly campaigned at six. No idea why you win your debut at seven, um, and then all of a sudden you keep running at six. I don't particularly think uh, she's over keen. Um, it's a Galileo Dam sire. There's plenty of stamina there. Um, 12 to 1, I think, represents... I think she steps forward here. I'm not saying she's good enough to win, but she steps forward. And sort of like, uh, it's worth looking at at larger prices. Yeah. 
Okay, brilliant stuff. Okay, thanks, Lee. Um, and John? I really just could not back Jill Miloso. Um, we were on this Ascot, she was shaking at the mm -hmm. step. Um, and unless there worked some real magic with her, uh, yeah, I, I, I just couldn't be with her at any price. Um, your friend Cloak of Spirits runs in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, could, I, could, I could be tempted, but um, chances are it'll be another Norbert race for me. I would okay. Um, because if they did work the magic on Joe Below, so I'd say it's sick. Um, I'd rather see it out, I think. Yeah, okay. I, I, I concur yep. that with just the, the mention on Lisbeth. That's it, yeah. Yeah, no worries at all. Okay, so um, let's move on to the 3.45 then on Wednesday, the uh, one mile two furlong handicap. Uh, any anywhere you want to start with uh, with this race? Um, I, I, I found this reasonably tricky. Um, I, I, I did think that um, Caradoc would go close to winning uh, a race of this ilk if 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 it settles now that that's that's the thing for me you know i mean does it ever settle i don't know but the thing it needs things to go its way but it's definitely the most talented off the marks in okay. question every, every single mark i've looked at in the race this one has the most talent uh, from this mark it's just whether things drop right right okay noted uh Caradoc. Around best prices around thirteen to two at the moment. Um, John, anything for you in this race? Yes, I make a check uh, of two mysteries. Okay. Um, he, uh, just a, a straight look at the the form of his last run at York doesn't really do, do it justice. He, he tried to make ground up the inside off the off the turn in. Nothing really did that all week at York. Uh -huh. If he if he come properly wide and failed to make any ground, I'd have probably wrote him off. But uh, he he did make a tiny little bit up, and it was enough to convince me that he, he the horse is in decent nick. Okay. He's twenty five to one, and that is plainly ridiculous. He's our fifties here with um with Unibet, John. Yeah. Well, you only bet we'll be getting the call shortly. <laughs> Look at you, bet. Um, you, might, you yeah. might back enough to pay for lunch. <laughs> you know, yeah. What are they going to lay? What are they going to lay? Oh, dear. Okay. Anyway. That's it. Nice. I like, uh, like a big price selection, John. All right. Um, any other races on the supporting card that you guys would uh, like to look at? Um. No. No. That's me bet on the uh, on Wednesday. Okay. I like this, John. You're very keen on this, and the price yes. is tempting. I like this. Okay. So um, we'll go to Thursday. Uh, we're going to look first at the Mayhill Two Ten Group Two event. Phillies over a mile. Zabil Queen is currently heading the market. Uh, Lee, anything for you in this event? Um, again, Zabil Queen correctly priced as favourite, um, which is disappointing from my perspective because obviously <laughs> you, you, we're looking for value. Um, I would be disappointed in this race if one of the more exposed types like Jabari Fountain or Star of Emirati were to actually win this because um, Zabil Queen um, 
really did show a lot to win to win on debut. I was amazed that it managed to win. It was sort of three and a half lengths down with about a furlong and a half to run. And it really did get ahead of steam. And mm-hmm. the interesting thing for me is that Richard Annan has also put Snow Lantern, the runner the runner up there, into the uh into the Rockwell and the Phillies Mile. So okay. he's not he's not bothered to come out and win a maiden or anything like that. So basically it it could well be that you know, uh, Richard Annan is thinking, you know, that well, he might come out and win a maiden. But, but the, I think it's significant that he's put... Playing Snow, single, yeah. Okay. Yeah, in the, in the Rockwell and Phil's Mile. Um, and to me, the only other unexposed one in the race is Indigo Girl, that, that basically, um, her light burns very, very bright. She showed a, a significant change of gear at Yarmouth. Um, and obviously a class act. Because uh, any one of Gosden's that do that on debut... They always improve, always. Okay. So, again, it's a dangerous, dangerous rival. But again, it's more or less mirroring the market. You know, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. yeah. so the market for this is absolutely correct. You would say. Sadly for me, yeah. I don't know what John <laughs> thinks. Yeah. 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 Sad, sadly for me also, um, I'm saying as a bail queen over the Gosden one, simply because. Two one over seven, and I think probably got a little bit more pace. Okay. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if either of them won, and I'd be rather disappointed if an exposed one won. Okay, great, lovely. <laughs> Done and dusted. I, I I like these concise, uh, these yeah. concise uh, form picks. Okay, so we'll go to the three fifteen on Thursday, the Park Hill, the Group Two event again for Phillies. Time over one mile six and a half furlongs. Alpen Easter heads the market here. John, um, anything for you in this one? Well, I think she, rightly so she heads the market. Um, she depressed the hell out of me at York because I backed one each way and she saw it off quite tenaciously up the straight by mm-hmm. chasing home love um, from the Jesse Harrington's, I think, that I backed. And, uh, she just puts her head down and she stays, doesn't she? And uh, I think she'll probably manage it from the extra couple of furlongs as well. Okay. And the, for me, the possible danger, Monica Sheriff maybe, um, didn't have the best of breaks in the Aber. Um, but I'd, I'd, I'd favour the press card all, all day long, maybe. Okay. Okay, and um, Lee, any for you in this? Yeah, uh, it's my better than meeting, really. Um, okay. I, I, Al, Easter is outstanding value at two to one plus. If you get two to one plus, just take it. Um, she's going to improve enormously for this trip on my numbers and a bit of sectionals and stuff. She's she's literally she, she she'll beat these and she'll do it well. Um, the level of her form is good enough here, and that's over 12 furlongs. She's got to improve for the trip for me. Um, if she runs a race, then I just cannot see her beaten. Okay, brilliant stuff. Uh, anything else on the sporting card? No. No? no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll move on. we will move on to Friday. Uh, so we're going to look at um, four races plus. You never know; they might they might fancy something else as well. We'll get to that. Uh, so Friday we'll start with one forty, the Mallard handicap over a mile and six and a half furlongs. Al Fatik heads the market here. Uh, John, what's for you? Well, I don't like Al Fatik. Um, it was my best of the day at York on the Friday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. 
and he came from out of the doldrums and having two stones removed uh, and produced quite an improved performance on what we'd seen last year from him. Um, I don't think he's got a lot more improvement in him. Uh, he's only gone up, I think, five pound. Uh-huh. Um, I also think the the Rogerian house operate. Um, that was a little bit disappointing the first time up, but it, it was quite a decent race that he put he put the arse in the first time, and uh, it was just keen enough and didn't really finish it first. So I think he he's had the pause that refreshes. Um, if that Zaney can switch him off nicely, I would I would have thought that one would be the danger. Okay. And uh, Lee, anything for you? Yeah. Um, again, yawn. Uh, Alpha Seek um, <laughs> put up a pretty impressive performance uh, on reappearance. Uh, interestingly, got a £12 sectional timing upgrade, which is enormous. Um, which basic, basically means that, especially with the lack of a three-year-old entered, the only one that I can see entered at the moment is the, the one that's out of the handicap. Um, <laughs> and obviously, I don't think that's going to run. So, um and obviously the weight for age is big, so there's no three-year-old. There's no like. They had one we wanted in that, didn't we, Lee? Yeah. Well, we know. Well, we do know. But like, <laughs> he, 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 the idiot ran at Wolves on a Saturday night for some reason. But anyway. Um, so yeah. So so basically, it's the bounce factor rather than the opposition with this horse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can look all day, but if this horse runs his race. You're gonna to have to go some to beat him with, a, with, with you know, like he, he did ever so well to win. I felt last time. Okay. You know, yeah. So. He could be quite good, couldn't he? I think he's useful. Really, really, really useful. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. Right. So onto the two forty, the flying childers over five furlongs, sacred. Favorite at the moment, um, Lee. Do you have a selection for us in this race? Yes. Um, the the three year olds in this are. Um, First, seventh, third, seventh, second, third, first, fourth, third, first. So eight out of ten, the three-year-olds have finished in the four in this. Um, and obviously, again, I've got to keep going about weight for age, but it, it's just it's still wrong. You know, there's too much weight they get. Um, the, the three-year-olds have beaten 72% of runners in this race. Um, uh, and I, I really feel that Revolver here um, is... Is just is is a great bet eight to one. How can it be eight to one? I mean, it's just literally the horse has been winning with uh, any amount in hand because it's so idle. It gets to the front and then just absolutely dosses, and and so you just don't know what it's got. And and it's and it, to be honest, it's come from impossible positions off slow paces and still won. So I think this horse has got a lot in hand. So revolver for me um, is a very very good bet at eight to one. Okay, and uh, John? I couldn't really argue with Revolver, to be honest. Um, it wasn't a race I was going into so deeply, to be honest. Right, okay, so another um, another no, no bet for you? Pretty much. Okay, and um, how about the, um, uh, the Donny Cup? Well... I think it's Nerf Road's race to lose, um, mm-hmm. which I kind of hope he does because I'm uh, I'm loving the way the screaming kilts having to find excuses for not winning so many cup <laughs> races. 
with all these cut bred horses that he has and you know what I mean that like DXB goes on the missing list after finishing second fifty six times in one season and you know, um I, I just enjoy watching the frustration at Kingsley House. Okay. I, I've just realised. Have I just tipped up one in? Have I just tipped the Flying Childers winner in the Doncaster Cup? You have, but don't worry about it. I was going to come back. <laughs> well, I was going to come, but you led me quite nicely to ask John about yeah. the Doncaster. <laughs> so, Incredible. And so I was going to come back and say now about the Flying Childers. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. You mean Chad started on the gin, Catherine? I, I, I have, yeah. I, I confess, yeah. There's a, there's a large bowl of uh, of gin here, so yeah. Bowl of gin. Yeah, bowl. What, what are you doing? You're getting all fun. <laughs> John, I wanted a vase. She wouldn't let me. <laughs> but I'll just ask you again, Lee. Anything in the flying childers? The flying childers. Sorry, yeah. I mean, well, we, we don't want to back revolver in the flying childers, but what we do want to do is possibly look at. Um, I, I think sacred is a little bit of value at eleven to four plus because I don't think I don't think the the the, the filly will be dropped inconvenienced by the dropping trip. We'll okay. like the drying ground. It's got the the American pedigree and the XED yep. XL, etc. And you know, I'm just not really a fan of fillies against Colts usually, but I think she's smart and I, I couldn't put anyone off at 11 to 4 if that's what they fancy. Okay, and um, we'll end Friday with looking at the uh, Flying Scotsman over seven furlongs, 345 Albashir hitting the market at the moment. Um, John, is have you got a bet for me in this race? Uh, that's the listed race, isn't it? Yep. Um, Lane Crash Landed some fair bets on Debbie with Ascot. I think this is quite a nice horse. Okay, the Roger Varian horse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Lee, anything in this one? Yeah, yeah, I I I concur with John there. I would just mention one other though to look at. Um okay. I'm sure I'm sure some of our listeners will be interested in this one. One ruler. Um I know for a fact that they're considering this one of the best. Um, they've got, and I hope they don't go for the champagne stakes. And I hope they probably look at this one instead. Okay. Um, got a, yeah, it's a, it's a really not really nice horse. This so yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else on the Friday that takes uh, takes your fancy? Um, yes. Um, just a bit uh, something quite interesting statistically. Right. Uh, Barry Hills used to always target this meeting, and uh, Charlie seems to go the same way. Uh, in the same in 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 that he, he makes money at this meeting. He's he's done quite well at this meeting for what he's got. And interestingly, Charlie has run four in maidens at, at, at this ledger meeting, and three of one at twelves, fourteens, and fours. And the other one was fourth at twenty five to one. Okay. So he obviously sends maybe a nice one. And the only other entry he has for a maiden here at this meeting is Crossford in the four fifteen on the Friday. So. Just again, it's just something to look at. The okay. the, the mother won as a two year old for Jim Bolger. Just you, you, you just, it's just something to look at, something, maybe at a big price. Okay, yeah. lovely. Thanks for that, Lee. Yeah. Uh, John, anything for you? Any no. lurkers? No, 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 no lurkers that there, no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they may take away lurking that night. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't lurk in the day, lurk at night, yeah. Okay, so a Saturday at Doncaster, of course, the highlight is the St. Lazar. We'll be talking about that in a minute. Uh, we'll start with the Champagne Stakes, uh, 150, seven furlongs, Group 2. 
And uh, Lee, I'll go to you first. Anything for you? Okay, this is a, a real... If they all run, this could be a quality champagne. Sometimes the renewal of this hasn't been up to scratch. Um, this year, if they all go, Al-Bashir, Chindit, and don't rule out the Joseph O'Brien, the baby Joseph, Thunder Moon. Um, he won his barrier trial, and he made a very taking debut, quickening clear at the Curra. Um, okay. His time was good. The sectionals are good. Um, this, 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 impressive there, wasn't it? This fellow can run, and I mean, this fellow has got gears, and he'll he'll be better at three over a mile, mile and a quarter. Um, and it, he's an exciting horse, eight to one. Again, I couldn't put anybody off of that. I like that at the prices. Mm-hmm. Al Bashir and Chindit are the fashion fashionable horses, the trendy horses, obviously that the, the public will like. But Thunder Moon is one of those that you should take a close look at. Okay, brilliant. Thanks, Lee. Uh, John, a uh, selection for you? Are you going to say no? No, I would say that Chindy said, I've been really impressed with, with that one. Um, and I think it's probably as good as the Solario winner that the Canon had as well. Um, I know you're making an awful lot of noise about that one, but I think this one's probably as good. But I was hugely impressed with the uh, the baby girls themselves. Okay, Thunder Moon. Yeah. Great stuff. Okay, we'll have firmly written that one down. Um, Park Stakes, uh, seven furlong, three o'clock, group two. The Marto heading the market. Um, I'll go to you, John. Do you any, a bet for you in this race? Yes, I'm, uh, I'm going to have a good bet on Escobar. I think he's just about got everything going for him this time, which he hasn't had much of all season. Um, I think it's it'll be Saturday enough. Saturday for day. I think so. Um, I think there'll be enough pace on. Uh, there's a threat of rain. I, I, I know it might not cause the matter too much bother, but they'd rather run on quick, wouldn't they? Um, I, I, I just think Escobar's wanted everything to drop right for him this year, and I think Saturday could be the chance. Okay. And uh, I'll, I'll be going in heads down. Saturday. Okay, so a, a serious one for you there, John. Okay, yeah. uh, Lee, anything for you? Yeah, uh, historically, three-year-olds don't have the edge in here. Um, and again, I'm going about weight for age, but the further you go, the the, the more the, the more advantage the three-year-olds are on weight for age. I don't believe at seven furlongs they are, and it proves it here because they haven't got a good record. Um, so basically, I would think Limato is beatable. I think one master got away with the ground against their own sex at Goodwood. Um, I think she's definitely better with a bit of a bit, a bit of dig. Um, and I would be, I would take a chance, and it's just a chance because I, I don't know the horse's well-being. But Zakuski, um, once in the Craven, this they, they thought this is a Guinea's horse, um, and it must have gone wrong or had a setback. They've gelded it, won twice in May down in the spring, hasn't been out since. Got two entries, one here, one in the Joel. Um, new market, and I just felt that um, seven furlongs his horse was tripped. Don't forget, this horse beat Headman on its debut. Headman now a group one horse. Okay. Um, very interesting runner. Shouldn't okay. she have an entry at Nottingham in October? <laughs> 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 not, not the target these types of memories. <laughs> maybe you will who knows maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you will end up there but yeah I, I, lo- I love it when when John pops, pops up with something like that 
So we'll go on to the synth ledger. So obviously the highlight of the whole meeting. Piles drive, obviously, would that be the feel good story of, of this sort of um, short flat season? Well, it feel good if you like Martin Dwyer, I wouldn't it? So no. Uh, <laughs> um, wasn't wasn't Martin Dwyer champion jockey in India? Oh, 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 well, he, 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 won, he won an award for using the phone the most, didn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the phone calls. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Um, I'll just get my solicitor standing by. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Um, Mumbai calling, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, if, that, if that's what you're in, oh, you know, yeah, come on, power driver. <laughs> not not for you then, John. No, no. Okay. Uh, I, I I couldn't play seriously on one. I didn't really want to win. Yeah. Uh, anything anything in the ledger for you or uh, a no bet race? Well, Santiago's got proven stamina and proven class in won the uh, Irish Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that wasn't too far behind him in the Irish Derby, Raiden's. It's possibly a little bit of value, but uh, at this stage, I'm, I'm not really okay. desperate to bet in the rest. Okay, and Lee, uh, anything yes. in the ledger? Okay, um, um, basically, um, I'd be wary about Hookham. Obviously, a lot of people are, are tipping this, and, mm-hmm. and I've, I've seen it in various guises, a lot of good noises coming out of the yard, etc. Yeah. Um, simply because it's very sticky ground at Newbury that day, and... Uh, and he was getting that weight for age. God, I'm boring. I mean, <laughs> how many times I've mentioned that? I mean, it's spread betting on that have anyway. You, have you got? Have you got to the point where you're actually boring yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, and I'm running out of gin as well. Um, but, <laughs> but the but the uh, the weight for age against the elders for me, like probably exacerbated the winning distances. So I think he could be just flattered because before that he's beating Kips. I mean, come on, that, <laughs> how, how we can be? How can you be four to one beating Kips? I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know. So anyway, um, so my selection would have to be at the prices again. No, no certainties, but English King, the Forgotten Horse. The forgotten I mean, horse. Yeah. Th- this this horse basically had to run at gas pits. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> Lingfield, Epsom, Goodwood. I mean, what shocking places to run at, really. You know, bad, bad wood, as John calls it. Bad wood, exactly. <laughs> and I just feel. You know, and lovely flat, long straight, dropped okay. out. Tom Marquand on, not that idiot that's riding yeah, yeah, in yeah. France. You know, um, you know, I just think that horse drops out, long straight to run at. That could that could be the making of him finally. And there's no problem for the trip with me. He's got a, he's got a turn of speed, and I think English King twelve to one each way. Great bet. Okay, brilliant stuff. Anything else on the Saturday for either of you? Um, yes, uh, in the Portland. Okay. I like Cant, Dorsey, as two mysteries. I thought um, Thick Dave gave this a beautiful ride last time. Um, honestly, it, it was. It was a thing of beauty. Uh, two furlongs out, I had a distant fanfare and saw Labradors running through meadows. And <laughs> it, it was, it's a happy place. It was wonderful, yes. Um, 
doesn't happen very often, but I know where you're going with that. When you've got yeah. one just dancing over the field and you're thinking, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Dave just took a, a little bit of a pull to the half out, and I thought, well, you're not really as thick as I think, Dave. <laughs> and Again? Just, it, it was wonderful. Just and, 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 yeah, this will win the Portland on Saturday. I'm absolutely convinced of it. I think it's in tremendous nick. Okay, and that's Count Dorsey. Yeah. Tim Easterby, David Allen, currently 12 to 1. Okay, yeah. brilliant. All right, I like that. Um, Lee, anything else Saturday? Uh, yes, pub. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's it. Yeah. Do, they, do they do gin and bowls up north then? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as much as you want, really. As much as you want, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wolves, crofts, clear yeah. on spares. <laughs> um, different game, isn't it? We don't get yeah. that done here. Yeah. yeah. It's not even the same spot. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, uh, across the sea, we have Irish Champions Weekend. Of course, I left us down with the Irish Champions Stakes on Saturday. And the Curra on Sunday with four Group 1s at the Curra on Sunday, unbelievable. I actually, my I do have a bet on Sunday, but I'll leave that to the end. And it's probably very obvious as well, but um, I'm going to have have a, 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 a wager on that. But um, today, um, Horse Racing Ireland released a, a press release about the Champion Stakes and uh, the report that Gareth is on course for a fourth consecutive Group One success in the Irish Champion Stakes on the opening day of the meeting at Leftstown on Saturday. His trainer, Charlie Appleby, revealed at lunchtime on Tuesday. Gareth will work tomorrow morning. We will have a final decision then. And if everyone is happy, our intention is to fly to Dublin on Saturday morning. Um, Irish Champion Stakes, uh, guys, would you, would you have a word on that? Well, I just wonder what the hell Aidan O'Brien's planning on doing, really. Um, because surely Gareth's not just going to be left alone on the front again. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he's not a rattling good horse. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah. But the last twice now, we've, we've just seen training stupidity is its absolute finest. Every, well, <laughs> these people know exactly what this horse is about and nobody's trying to get in his drill yet, have they? You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you've got the horsepower that Aidan O'Brien has, why wouldn't you? Yeah, have a crack. Yeah, okay. Um, anything that you want to back in Ireland this weekend, John? Not especially. I okay. Think, uh, once I've collected up Count Darcy in the Parkland, I'll be putting my face up. <laughs> Not going for the pub, No. no. <laughs> Quite like that, uh, Lee. Uh, Irish Champion Stakes and um, anything for you in Ireland at the weekend? Um, there's, there's no Irish bets as such for me this weekend, but um, in the Irish Champion, like like John said, I will be astonished if they let that horse turn up in in their backyard and mm-hmm. just boss it and just yeah. uh, uh, you know and it like a parade like it's been so far. Don't get me wrong, Gareth is a is a fantastic horse. Yeah. The fractions he does is lung busting. He can continue it for furlong after furlong after furlong. But the point is, he's also, you know, they, they describe him as, you know, he can he can be on edge, and, and I'd be amazed if they don't do something, you know, like a, like a yeah. cracker. 
to set him off. I mean, that's that's the game. You know, you've got to go to their backyard. It's four hundred and seventy-seven thousand euros for the winner. Yeah. Surely, you know, I mean, they might not be all about the money, but the 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 point is the same. You can't let let the opposition go to your own backyard and and then just boss them like like before. I, I can't see it. I can see some some naughtiness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, sorry, yeah. Lee, are we still talking about the colour? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Irish race, sorry, yeah, yeah, so, yeah I can see... Uh... I mean, that's the sound, sorry. <laughs> Is that... Yeah, yeah I was so... like, what? Yeah, I just said. yeah, so anyway, I, I can see, I can see... Uh... You can see Neil Ball be looking over at the Jaffe and Gaius and say, I'm sorry, I didn't want to do this, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Classic, John, I was actually there that day, you know, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to do. Isn't that what he reportedly said? Sorry, I didn't want to do. I, it. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to do this, uh, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, it was. Um, wasn't that Carl Carville's Hill? Got golden trees. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Good yeah, old that, Jenny. That was when um, <laughs> Carville's Hill had, had moved to pipe, hadn't he? From yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody cares about artists as much as Jenny that, that was my formative teenage years, that John. I was yeah, I was there that day, a very impressionable teenager. That's what that's what the sport does to you. Anyway, okay, so um <laughs> I've got I've got a bit at the weekend and it might be it might be a little bit obvious. Um it's it's in the Irish and Ledger and I'm actually gonna back last year's winner search for a song and Purely because this season, first run out too short, stumbled very badly at court, was pulled up, and I thought she ran a really nice return in the Tax Gold Cup without being asked any questions and had a quick look at the betting. Only one firm offering at the moment, seven to one with Paddy Power. And I thought, you know what, I, I, I will take that. So that, that's, that's my bet. That's going to be my one bet in on this uh, this weekend um before we go anything else for you guys to add to this weekend's um racing 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 i, I like that really very much in the uh, in the irish ledger i mean uh, she's a smasher um mm. it it just worries me i i don't know whether dermot wells having a terrible terrible season or i've made some terrible choices with our that i'm back this year um and um, it's something I need to look at, to be honest. Um, I think, um, I mean, obviously, the word on the street is, oh, he's gone at the game. But how many trainers have you seen people say, oh, he's gone at the game, and, and then and then they've come back? I mean, do you remember, obviously I'm going to throw to jumping again, um, but do you remember in the sort of when Kim Bailey went through the wilderness and couldn't buy a winner when he was yeah. actually training in, in Northamptonshire? And, you know, now you you would you would be backing his horses again, and you know he's had what he's had a couple of Cheltenham Festival winners, you know since since, since he's been rejuvenated so to speak. But it, it's weird. I, I don't really like to. Quite, quite often, a, a trainer's only like a, a feed change or a couple of work exactly. rounds yeah. things around again, aren't they? You know. Yeah, I mean, look at um, again jumping. I know, but you know, I mean, when Rebecca Curtis went through terrible doldrums and it was it was bad feed and and the sort of um her stabling as well i think something like that she she, she did something to stabling to, to make the horses get get more fresh air i mean now she comes out this march and and wins the stairs hurdles I, I don't i don't really like to sort of you know unless you're sort of going through years 
I would say, and then you're like, no, no, it's definitely gone out of the game. But and I mean, I mean, David Pipe himself had a, had a bad couple of seasons, and then and then last national hunt season, he, you know, he was he's winning races again. It's um, funny old game. Yeah, it was around like his old self, wasn't it? It was like his yeah, dad yeah, yeah. Playing picks out again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's because maybe because he's not maybe like winning the races he used to. Uh, yeah. His, his his percentages are pretty okay actually. Like twelve uh, percent this year, thirteen percent last year. You know, just just hovering around, just you know, sort of. You know, he's matching market expectancy. Um, you know, just uh, to me, I don't know. Maybe he's just not landing the big, the big races. So, so we all just. Kind I think of... as well, obviously, um, up until what probably two, three seasons ago, he also used to farm Galway, didn't he? And so probably now because he doesn't, people just go, "Oh, he's gone." You know, it's sort of it's like you say, Lee. I think you know some things become very trendy and then when they're not trendy people just assume the worst yeah i, I mean i mean for, for bet fair layers out there if you're laying dermot well last two seasons you're doing your bollocks mm. <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know you you, you 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 really are doing it in so so it, even though I, he's probably not winning the profile races we, we used to seeing obviously melbourne cup melbourne mm-hmm. cups etc etc but He's, he's probably just churning out a few maiden winners. But then again, like probably Johnson, you know, this, he has a lot of high quality horse flesh. Yeah. And interestingly today, the the, uh, the owner, the, who's that big owner? The black, white sleeves, you know what I mean? Moigler. Moigler, Moigler. Sorry, yeah. yeah, of course. Moigler. They had a runner with Aidan O'Brien today. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Well, I know for this and one there. Hmm. You know, I mean, I believe but, anyway, unless it's gin talking. But I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. In fact, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna get the results of Galway. I'm pretty certain that they did. That, um, that's that's going in my stupid decisions in racing box. That one. Yes, yeah. yes, they did. Kiprios, Kip, Kiprios uh, okay. won, won the four o'clock at Galway today. A maiden for Aidan O'Brien. Moigler stud. Moigler stud. Okay. Um, John, I think that you should do a blog on racing stupid. Decisions, and um, I think that's going to be a very popular post on your uh, on your page. I'd, I'd, I'd be reading it anyway. Um, but right, so, definitely will actually. I'm, I'm, please uh, do, please do. I, I I could do with some entertainment. <laughs> so right, um, brilliant stuff. Thank you guys for that. Um, I've I've written everything down. We'll be betting away as uh, as usual. And um, thanks for joining me. We've had. John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. Check it out. You will love it. It's very funny. And Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk. And again, thanks for listening. Any questions, either throw to Lee or, or John Joe, either on Facebook or Twitter. Um, if you want John Joe on Twitter, he's at the Screaming Kilt. Okay. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks, Catherine.